Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit TheatreInTheNow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to do what us nightlifers do best, go to the club. We're here to break down another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4. And joining me today is the biggest party animal in all of NYC, it's Pussy Willow. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Am I wrong, though? No. <laughs> exactly, that's what I thought. You are um, a party animal. I am. You love to just hang out and chill and see shows and like socialize and i envy you because i can't do that i hate people so. you're out a lot though i know but i hate people <laughs> um no i'm there i put on a face and people are like oh you're here again go away no they, um, they do not yes they do it's fine it's fine i get it i get how this community can be <laughs> Well, let, we're going to talk about Drag Race, but first, where did you watch this week's episode? Oh, I watched it at um, the Boxers on Washington Heights now. Oh, yeah. with Britta? Yeah. It that was must my, be fun. It was fun. It was my friend's birthday. I usually watch it at Albatross, mm-hmm. but it was my friend's birthday, and he really wanted to watch it up there, and I actually had... I've never been to that location. Neither have I. I've never been there yet. They don't have a kitchen. They don't have food? No, I had to bring in Boston Market. There's nowhere to eat it. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Wait, they don't, they don't have their like nachos or their quesadilla? They don't have a kitchen at all. Boycott. No, I'm kidding. I'm not actually boycotting. <laughs> I just like food, so. Okay, okay. Good to know. Right, maybe we'll get food eventually. Now maybe. that Upper East Side closed, we can bring that kitchen over. Oh, that's true. Oh, God, yeah. Huh, huh. Huh. Um, well, I was at home in New Jersey, so I watched live at home by oh. myself on a couch and didn't have anyone telling me anything. And I could just talk to myself and scream at the TV because no one was judging me. That's good. <laughs> that's kind of better, actually. I loved it. It was really good. Uh, Third time I've done it this season, and I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need you're to like, Maybe I should anymore. just watch it at home all the time. Yeah, party for one. I'm my own host. It's great. Now I'm gonna um, have that song stick in my head. Don't have to tip anybody. It's perfect. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into this fun episode. It's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's start with after the elimination. The girls are excited to run back into the workroom as Latrice got revenge and is back in the competition. Mm-hmm. Monet gives kudos to all the girls who lip-synced, because she and Manila did not have to. And Trinity asks how the girls felt that both Latrice and Monique both got to stay. And Monique knows it's her story, and in her confessional she says she's not too fond that Latrice is back. How do you, how do you feel that they're both back? What, what, what did you think of that little gag? I loved it. I love Monique. So I was really happy about mm-hmm. it. I knew they were going to bring Latrice back because I feel like that whole episode is kind of geared to bringing Latrice back. Yeah, or somebody, right? Yeah, but I was I was happy that Monique stayed. I like her a lot. She's a taste that must be acquired. I'm not sure if I have acquired it fully. Yeah. I'm appreciating <laughs> her more now than I did last time. Yeah. But I'm still not sure that I'm here. And we're, when we get to her runway, we'll all explain why I just I don't get it. Anyway, um, Latrice is not going anywhere, and then Valentina chimes in, and uh, we learn that sending her home would just not fit with her fantasy. Um, As Monique says to her, she can stay home and live her own fantasy. Valentina is just that person. 
we all have that person in our lives. And you just want to shake them and be like, girl, (laughs) go talk to someone. What world are you living in? Yeah, it's... I would say it's unhealthy, but look where she is. She's doing just fine. Oh, yeah. She, she's not hard out whatsoever. She is still fighting, and she's not giving up. <laughs> well, when the girls talk about no one being safe, Monet chimes in and says, except Monet and Manila, ha, 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 ha. But now she's drinking her booze, so she's now not safe. Um, when we first cut to Monet, I don't know if you noticed this, um, she's sipping her drink without her clothes on. Cool, right? Yeah. Monique has a line about um, take your girdle off, uh, whatever, funny, ha ha ha. Pan back to Monet, her dress is back on. Oh, I did not notice. Come on, editors. Do a better job. I did not notice that at all. Yeah. Oh my god. That's really sloppy. Because they wanted to laugh, like, uh, an image of her laughing, and that was like, it's the only one left. <laughs> it was weird. It was very weird. Well, it's the next day. Manila toots her trumpet and introduces Latrice Royale back into the workroom. And of course, Valentina, sadly for the last time, does her fashion moment. And Monet goes, Valentina, no thank you. We don't accept that. <laughs> Funny. I like it. Rue enters wearing a loud pink paisley suit and introduces the club challenge. And this week's challenge, they will work in teams as they create and host their own legendary club night. From the name to decor to entertainment to signature cocktail, they have to do it all. What would your club be called? Oh my god. <laughs> you knew this cl- question was coming. You you probably have like an entire monologue ready. Oh my Okay. I think my club would be called the Pink Bits. Okay. That just popped in my head right now. Uh-huh. And um I think I I would want it to be actually I, I really liked the outer space theme that they did i think mine would be sort of in that way that it would be like very weird and you wouldn't kind of know really what was going on and it'd be kind of uncomfortable but in a fun way and okay uh, okay is there any new york nightlife establishment that you would relate it to that we can get a better understanding of what pink bits would be Ooh, um kind of like a mixture of posh and (laughs) 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 posh and Posh and um, and do you remember Splash? I never went to Splash. Oh my gosh, how long have you lived here? Um, long enough. I just I did not frequent the gay bars because I didn't think I fit in, and I still don't think I fit in. And gay people are just mean. No, it's true. So basically, Pink Bits is called like Plash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Plash. Cool. Sweet, and the signature cocktail is uh vodka. Vodka. Straight up vodka. <laughs> so it's a Russian theme then. Yeah. Oh, there used to be this bar called Vlada that mm-hmm. was owned by a Russian person and it had like all these homemade vodkas. It closed down. Well, ba- so basically you're getting Artem to come bartend for you. Yes. 100%. Perfect. Well, Latrice gets the honor of pairing up the teams and she gets to then pick the team she wants to be on. So it's Monet and Monique, Naomi and Valentina, and finally Trinity and Manila, which Latrice joins. Valentina thinks being paired with Naomi is the right choice because they're both fun, they're both fashion, they're both young, they're glam, and not old like everybody else. Uh, We also learned that Valentina likes drinking French vanilla fantasies. I don't know what was actually in the cup, but I'm thinking it's booze. Um, (laughs) Um, Naomi and Valentina come up with a theme that's basically the Interior Illusions Lounge meets Disco. They want it to be a nod of Studio 54 so they can go with a number name. But 69 is too on the nose, so they go with Club 96. Club 96. 
There we go. The people who go there are so bougie they can't even face each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, Monique and Monet decide to go with space theme and call it the black hole where anything goes. Um, but I think my favorite part of about their um, planning was they're literally coloring in their like plan with Crayola markers, like five-year-olds. <laughs> it looks so bad, especially when you go over and see uh, Manila's like thought out fucking plan yeah. you're like who what are you, what are you children doing um trinity says she brought a costume that's yellow and black and knows manila has yellow and black and decided to go with the bee theme because why not and it includes a vib for very important biatches <laughs> <laughs> oh the bee puns i love it um i do like a good pun i do too manila worked as a graphic designer so this is her chance to shine um off the bat what were your feelings on the three concepts I honestly thought at first that this was going to be a really boring episode. Mm-hmm. As it started, I was like, oh, I feel like this is going to be so boring. Um, especially when the bee theme came up because like, they're basing it off of outfits. Yeah. Really? So when they first started drawing up their plans, I, I was like, this is, is going to be a rough episode. I was like very happy for this episode because not many people know I'm very much a, um, have an obsession with like design shows and like, um, like buying house shows and those kinds of things. And like trading spaces was my jam. Oh, really? I love trading spaces. Also, we're going to talk about it for a hot second right now. <laughs> if you do not watch Netflix's instant hotel, you have not lived. Therefore, if you are listening, stop listening, go watch all 12 episodes of instant hotel and then come back to me and uh, tell me that I told you about the greatest show ever created. And I can't wait for the American version. So yes, I, HGTV is like my my jam. It's my shit. I did not know that about you. I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> well, we're, it's time to build these clubs. Uh, Monique thought there was going to be a budget because, wait, they have to paint them themselves? I thought I was fun and cute. Um, I, I really would love to know what how many hours they had to do this because those weren't small boxes they had to fill. Um, yeah. Well, Valentina can't reach the top, so she hops on Naomi's shoulders to paint and... Um, do we expect anything else from Valentina? No. No. Latrice, meanwhile, can't fit into her painting jumpsuit, and it's a very funny moment. As long as she was laughing at herself, we could laugh with her. <laughs> Monet and Monique. Um, they're taking this challenge very seriously. Um, but apparently Monique has never painted anything in her life. Up and down. <laughs> Up and down. This is what Monet tells her to do. And what does Monique do? Side to side. What's she thinking? No, not left <laughs> to right. Uh-uh, girl. I hope she realized after she did that one, like, spray. Oh, it was bad. So bad. <laughs> so funny. Well, though. Manila wants those hexagons on this walls, and Latrice is trying to imagine it, and she actually starts to go bonkers. <laughs> um, I think she was just overwhelmed and maybe was so restricted in that outfit. Um, we get an image of Monet painting on one side, then Valentina is in heels painting on the other side of the wall. Um, and she gets paint on her manicure. As someone who's never had a manicure before, does it come off? Probably not. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, Valentina looks over at the club, a- the alien club, and thinks it's tacky with the incubator. Um, the, some bee club, it's tacky too. <laughs> I hope those were force-fed lines, because, girl, you are tacky. It's now Elimination Day. Latrice is, as we learn, a business mogul. She knows what it takes to have a successful nightclub. 
Uh, Valentina tries to have a conversation with Naomi while brushing her teeth, and I'm very grossed out. <laughs> um, Monet, she talks about how the judges are integrated into their club, so if they don't like it, they're basically done. I thought that was a fun touch. Um, Monet has familiar, familiar, oh my god, here we go again. I can't say that word. There are some words in the English language I can't say. She's familiar with Monique, and they finish each other's sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Disney doesn't sue them right. for that. <laughs> Naomi is asked how working with Valentina was, and she says, great. And then Valentina says, and admits that she knows she's a lot. Um, but it's a privilege to work with her, even though she's a lot. Would you find it being a privilege to work with Valentina? Um, not in that situation. Do you think the cast of Rent thought it was a privilege to work with Valentina? I think, well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It depends how much work that took. Girl. (laughs) Um... We also learned that in this challenge, this is important to learn, Naomi is the one who took over, and that wasn't by choice. Well... Latrice is excited to show her strengths on the runway and in the challenge, and Trinity knows she's a force to be reckoned with, but she doesn't think she's living up to what she's actually capable of. Latrice points out that everyone has been in the bottom except Manila, who has never been up for elimination. Interesting facts. Trinity wants to be the best and wants the best to stay, so I wonder who she would eliminate if she were in the top. Mm. Now it's time to go to the clubs. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the black hole. I thought the setup was really cute, um, except the alien baby was weird. <laughs> yeah, there really was no point to the alien baby, but I kind of liked that it was just because there. it was there. It was yeah. there, and like you know, drunk people need something to do at three a.m. when their um, three hookups have all canceled on them. Right, <laughs> right. Gay culture, everybody. <laughs> um, but let's talk about those outfits. Mm. I thought they were stunning. I really liked them a lot. Yeah. I mean, the yellows and the neon, the contacts and Mm -hmm. the hair, the glasses, they they both looked perfect. Um, I do wonder why they had those outfits. (laughs) What what was the challenge that they were like, bring these outfits and please have them? Yeah, they're like, probably bring... Yeah. How did they set them up to... I don't know. That's so weird. Right? Yeah. Conspiracies, please find out for me. I also love the tentacle fingers. I love mm-hmm, a good throwback mm-hmm. to sharing needles. Yeah. Um, I think the way they spoke to introduce their club was very smart. It was very eloquent. And th- they had some funny bits. Oh, yeah. Um, like the Uran- Uranus bit mm-hmm. um, was funny. The alien baby joke scaring Monique was funny. <laughs> um, but I think the curated drink moment was hilarious. They Obviously, we know the um, pick crew member, his name is Bryce, but they called him Scotty. He's like, why are they calling him Scotty? And then he's like, beat me up. It's like... Got it. Good. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for it. Um, I think the unexpected is going to happen with Black Hole, um, because apparently when you have guests like Dennis Rodman and Bubbles the Chimp showing up, what the fuck place is this? Right. I was like, okay, now we're really getting into uh, Stefan and SNL of like just naming random ass shit. Um, but I'm here for it. Um, I thought the walk the belt, if you turn a look, runway thing was cute. Yeah. Um, I like that they actually painted the stars on the floor. Um, though I don't think it was them. I think they had someone do it. They must have. I'm convinced, like, this was, okay, we're going to take 15 minutes of you setting up and painting, and then we're going to actually have the crew show and do everything. Yeah. There's no way. It would have taken them days to do that. I agree. It was, it was something. It was, where's the, the, the video? I want to see the rest of the video. Right. Um, if you win the, uh, walk the belt, uh, you can open a glittery pink box. 
Oh, yeah. Rita Ora, she won $100. <laughs> what club has $100 to give away to a random um, nightclub goer? <laughs> it was, was it like, it was a dollar, a hundred, or a thousand? Yeah, or yeah. like a dollar twenty-five or something, something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the girls had a real ease to the club, and I think they did a very fabulous job. I agree. Shall we move over to Club 96? <laughs> Club 96. There we go. Got it out of the way. Um, yeah, Valentina and Naomi are wearing similar outfits, and it's fashion. Um, I don't know. I would love to know, like, who came up with the Club 96 bit, because that was probably the only thing that worked in this entire thing. It had to have been Naomi, because every time she said it, Valentina said it, like, half a second after her, and yeah. she was not on the ball. <laughs> it was definitely played like an SNL skit, and I'm, again, I'm here for it. But the writing just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, 1996 apparently was a year of fashion, and they discuss all the things that happened in that year of fashion in 1996, but it's not reflected in the club at all. No. No pastels, no Isaac's right. Like, there's none of that is in there. So there was just a massive disconnect in what they were trying to sell. Um, the signature drink is in is champagne in a giant glass that you get, like, from those tourist traps. Mm-hmm. Um but no, no, that's not all. You get a red M&M just for color. Listen, she got destroyed for the champagne and M&M thing. The fact that she could play around and make a joke out of it, I thought was a wonderful touch. Yeah. She's in on the jokes. We know Valentina knows what people say. Sometimes she doesn't give a shit. Most of the time she's aware and she'll play into it. Because that's what a drag queen should do. Mm-hmm. Um, in the VIP section in that intro package, Valentina tries to play with rhymes and it's just really bad and it's weird and she's not really good with a script. No, not at all. Rent, 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 rent. Um, <laughs> their show is basically posed with an accessory and it's very uncomfortable and not enjoyable to watch at all. Um, and then at the end, even Rita Ora is in on the Club 96 joke. Yeah. Good, good. Finally, we're going to move over to Club Hive. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. The concept is extraordinary. Uh, Latrice looks right with the bee-filled oh, beehive, yes. the black and yellow outfit. Um, we see that Latrice gets to do it, started off on her own, which was very interesting as well. Um, she jokes about the size, gives us the actual dimensions of the room. Um, Trinity's look is all over the place and very loud. I'm not sure if I loved it. Yeah. Um, but I like the purpley bluey gloves and the hair because it was different for it. Um, if she had done just black, I think it would have been two on the nose. Yeah. Um, especially when you have Manila doing the black and Latrice doing blonde, you gotta do something a little different. Um, but I did like Manila's look. It was her B look, but elevated. Yeah. Um, the signature drink is a teeny, which contains honey vodka and hornet venom. <laughs> and we know that Latrice is allergic to bees and that's why she's so big. <gasps> it was a funny joke. It was also funny. kind of offensive, but if, again, if Latrice is in on it, that's yeah. fine. We can go with it. Um, they love their VIB jokes as they continued on, uh, with Beasley, the beekeeper, to, um, guard them. Very fun bouncer. Um, and then, I think, I, for me, the moment that really won them the challenge was when they introduced Suzanne Barsh and non-American singer Rita Ora. Yeah. It, it helped make their experience personal in this challenge. Yeah. No, at a real club, you're never introducing and telling people who's actually there, because they don't want anyone to know. Right. This worked, and it, it was, I, I enjoyed it for them. Um, and then their show is a spelling bee, and poor Cicatrix is probably shaking in her conceptual boots right now. <laughs> she was just going to have a spelling bee show and thought it was so original. 
girl, it's okay. Your show's gonna happen soon, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but oh, honey, this film was really cute. It was uh, it was a fun concept. It was a lot of fun. Um, but did you know at um, Club Hive they don't do a champagne toast, they don't do a balloon drop, they release the bees, <gasps> and the production cost for this very own moment went up, and that's why we couldn't have other nice things. Right. Should we talk about conspiracy theories? How, oh, yeah. How are they allowed to have that? Hmm. I, or do I, you think if the other teams were like, can we have, like, CGI something, they would allow it? I think they would have allowed it. I think it would have had to have been a really well-thought-out idea like this was. Like, Monet and Monique should be like, fuck that. Why couldn't we have, like, someone actually get beamed out? Yeah, but if they had thought of it, yeah. then I think they would have been allowed to. I thought. I, Does this then prove that Manila and Co. are just brilliant? I think so. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were also like, well, it's Latrice and Manila, so we should just let them have it. Yeah, we fucked them over once. Yeah. <laughs> well, we one day maybe we shall find out. Go listen to um, Race Chasers. Willem knows everything. Yeah, that's true. Really All right. Does. It's time for the runway. But first, oh. what is Rue wearing? It's horrid. I hated this outfit. It's so bad. We've gotten look upon look of showing her legs in this. This is next. It's terrible. Oh, so bad. It was so bad. Um, yeah, it was... The beat was okay. I thought it was different. And when you have Suzanne Barsh there, it kind of played off of her well. Yeah. That look was... It was, it was sad. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing so well, Rue. And I feel like it can be really hit or miss with Rue sometimes. It's either like stunning and perfect, or it's just like what. I would. Let you I would this? love to know if she has any say on what she gets to wear or what she is given. She must. She has to, because I would have been like, boo. Speaking <laughs> of, the category is plastique fantastique, mm-hmm. and while we're not going to be here booting or tooting or shooting or scooting, uh, <laughs> we are going to play fantastique or drabtastique. Okay. Uh, let's start off with Latrice Royale. I said in my preseason podcast with um, iconic girls, Audrey Phoenix and Seraphim, that I wanted to see what Latrice would serve in a club kid look. She not only served it, she like fed it to you. She <sighs> she put it down your throat. So it was good. Perfect. Ugh. I am so proud. This is what I was waiting for all season long. Oh my god, it was so good. The purple was right, the blue was right, the balls in her head were right, the eyes were right. This is what drag should be when you are trying to elevate it and do something different. I don't know. Maybe she put all of her funds in this one look. <laughs> and that's why she brought all of her... Um, terrible ones. Terrible ones. <laughs> but this this was this was right. This was everything. Um you know what? She played with latex. Yeah. Most people don't like latex in general, especially if you're a big girl. It's you get sweaty. Um, I'm. I think this was fantastic. I agree, completely fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how she got into that outfit because I wouldn't have been able um, to. Well, <laughs> I think that's what's funny is like we saw earlier with the um, the paint smock or whatever we call it, <laughs> and she couldn't even get in that. Yeah. She must have had, like, seven people get her into that thing yeah. and zip her up. It's crazy. That is fucking form-fitting. Yeah, it is. You see everything. Oh, it's but amazing. Great job. So great good. job. So good. Manila Luzon. Um, we all know I'm a Manila stan. I love her to death. Same. 
This concept was cute, but I wanted something draggier. Mm. Um, the dress part was fine, but I think it was the fruit basket that I was like, give me something more. Like, play around with it. Like, have the fruit falling out or something. Yeah. It was very basic. Um, that being said, I liked her makeup. I liked the hair. It was very simple and soft. Mm-hmm. But overall, for me, it was draftastic. Really? Yeah. See... I still liked it. I think my favorite thing about Manila is that she's so clever with her looks. You liked it because it was something you would wear. <laughs> you totally would wear something like that. I looked at it and I was like, I bet I could make that. Yeah, you would wear that. <laughs> I could. I would wear that. That is why I liked it. But just do something more fun with the... Um, I would have had the, a bigger fruit yeah. basket. It probably would have actually been falling out of my... Right, like <laughs> make it an edible arrangement. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's coming. So, so for you, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I liked okay. it. That's fine. <laughs> we are allowed to disagree on this podcast. Not everyone wants to disagree with me because apparently people are afraid of me. But who are those people? Oh, oh there's a long list. Oh, there's God. a long list. Trinity the Tuck. Mm-hmm. She loves her pastels this season, and I think this idea was really cool. And she is selling this garment. Yeah. Um. The only thing that I would have wished, and I I know that like on Fashion Photo Review they wanted a different hair. I wanted a different hair too, but the hair that I wanted was the crimped one she wore on the padded runway. Oh yeah, because that would have really played off of the textures. Oh yeah, I would have um, loved that too. Because this was a texture moment. Mm-hmm. She didn't give you like the plastic shine through. She gave you plastic of mold. Yeah. And I re- I really wanted more texture in the hair. Um, I didn't really see anything fun in the makeup it was fine because you weren't looking at her face you're looking at that That thing on her chest yeah um i will say like straight on it was a really cool cool look when she turned to the side you're like i wish it connected right um otherwise bingo overall unique fantastic yeah i give it like a safe fantastic the safe fantastic okay okay all right all right (laughs) naomi smalls um it's a riff off of her neon look in season eight um, I like the boldness of the hair and the jacket. Um, I think they just overshadowed the actual plastic part of her look. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also go on the record again and say I hate payettes. So much so. Um, I spent a lot of time stoning someone's garment that was payettes. Oh, God. <laughs> that and that's fun. the only way you can make payettes really work, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is because... It gives it an extra splash. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just... This looked cheap to me. And it, I know for a fact it was not cheap. Yeah. That's That shit is expensive. Yeah. But that's plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hated this look. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, it was not a fashion moment. Her no. friend fashion failed her here. And I'm confused because a lot of people love it, and I didn't... I also am not a huge fan of neon yellow in general. So wow, are you coming for someone? <laughs> not uh, just not in general. I just didn't. I didn't like the. I didn't like the color combinations with the outfit and yeah, I, yeah. I hate, it was I almost like she was it. trying I to be a promo look for season eleven. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, Naomi. I'm sorry, girl. Drab tastique. Drab tastique. Same. Valentina. <sighs> okay, I get the Barbie thing. That's it. I don't. What, what was the why? There was, what was no. What? Why? Why Miss Venezuela? It didn't make any sense. Um, 
I think for me, again, we go, we're going with this Barbie idea. The crotch. It didn't work. <laughs> no. Because it looked like it didn't fit. Yeah. I almost, like... I almost wish it was a quote-unquote reveal moment where it was fitted, but then, like, when she got to the bottom of the runway, she, like, lifted it up, and then you saw the Barbie crotch Mm -hmm. and made it a moment as opposed to making the Barbie crotch the focus because that's all you're looking at of why is this cut so weird? Yeah. Um, It just didn't work. Yeah. And what's crazy to me is now that we are officially, spoiler alert, saying goodbye to Valentina on Drag Race... Valentina is not good with these wild concepts. No. When she gives you photo of Vogue gorgeous looks that are authentic and what you would see on a woman, that's when she succeeds. Yeah. And I think she should stick with that. And I wish her all the luck with she continues to be a pretty model. <laughs> but we should not do concepts anymore. I agree. Unless you have a brilliant designer doing it. Yeah. I agree. Drabtastic. Drabtastic. The only thing I liked about this look was the plastic flowers, honestly. That was the only thing I liked. But the rest of it, I was just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It, didn't it, like the crown. I didn't like any of it. Yeah, it didn't... Well, the crown looks like it was like those plastic um, shipping uh, wrap. Yeah. Was which it? Is the, I, it might have been. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just didn't work. I, yeah. I I, like I'm it. sorry, girl. Money exchange. I love the hair. Yes. Um, I think the stoning work was sensational on the clear plastic armor. Um, we are going to be very familiar with Abraham's work in the upcoming segments mm-hmm. and season, I'm sure. Um, I think it was ruined by the panty. Oh. It yeah. doesn't match. That's true. And it true. pulled so much focus because it was so much darker. It was a lot darker. I don't know how you fix it, though. I don't know if she needed to wear... More tights, maybe? More t- I don't even think it was the tights. I think it needed something underneath. Mm-hmm. It needed a leotard. Yeah. I know it may have ruined the nude illusion of it, but I but think it needed something. You weren't really getting a nude illusion with it. No, and that's the problem, because that's what they wanted. It didn't sell. The execution was off. That being said, it was a moment. I actually wasn't crazy about all the bananas, though. I wasn't a fan. Nor on Monet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Monique's next. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. No. Um, oh, we're going we're gonna to edit this. <laughs> I forgot about Monet's look. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> just try again. <laughs> Overall, for me, it was drabtastic. What did you think of I thought Monet? It was, I thought it was drabtastic. I for I kind I kind of forgot about it. Honestly, yeah, but, but her hair beautiful. was great. No, her hair was great. Now that I'm, yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry, Monet. Well, Monique Hart, <laughs> I'm gonna say it was horrible. The bananas just don't work for me. Josephine Baker or not, this is bad. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, the breastplate color again is off. There's so much skin exposed that it just needed to match. Um, I just hated everything about it. Yeah. I didn't um, like it. It was trying to do too many things. Yeah, I just didn't get it. And, like, again, I know you you can't talk to each other, see what each other's doing, but we had just seen Manila pull off bananas. Why are you doing bananas, too? Yeah. Drab-tastic. Drab-tastic. Did not like it. Sorry, Monique. Nope. Time for the judges' critique, because we just gave ours. <laughs> um, Latrice, 
they know she's uncomfortable and they are so proud of her for elevating herself and they find it to be a triumphant look for her and they also complimented her hosting ability in the challenge yeah manila carson calls it beautiful but fun um, Michelle calls her beehive concept thought through, but she overtalks with Latrice and Trinity, which I don't think I really remember seeing, but maybe there's more cutting room floor things we didn't see. Yeah. Trinity, um, they call her gum that is smashed in her face. Uh, Car- Carson calls her very commanding, but yet she's shady, yet warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And what is Trinity's response? She's from the South. Yeah. I guess what's, that's what the Southerners do. Um, and we learned that Suzanne Barsh would hire her, so let's find out when next on top with Suzanne Barsh and Trinity Taylor is. Yeah. Naomi. Um, yeah, Michelle feels like she's seen this dress style before, but she likes the color palette. Ugh. Um, because it's not green, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rita says she should get those legs insured. <laughs> um, because if anyone ever tries to Tanya Harding her, oh, she's fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know what? She's going to be like 25 in like a week. Um, she'll, she'll, she'll start to have knee pain soon. (laughs) It happens with old age. (laughs) Carson likes the nineties concept because it was the heyday of the supermodel, but he wanted more. Mm -hmm. And Suzanne Barsh, the club queen herself called the club one dimensional. Yep. Not good. Mm -mm. Valentina. Um, we, uh, learned that Michelle is racist. Um, <laughs> she thought Miss Columbia was Miss Venezuela and she thought she was wearing the same crown and I'm honestly surprised they kept that in the show. I am too. That was not a good look at all. Cause I, I know they must have asked Michelle and been like, Hey, do you want us to keep this clip in? And that means she approved it. Right. It was it, it, it was not funny. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was very surprised that clip made it. Um, Carson, he loved the look, calling out the crotch, and shared that he, um, likes to look at Barbie genitalia. (laughs) Again, what is going on with this critique? Did did the editors have literally nothing else they could say? They had to make Michelle a racist and Carson a pervert? (laughs) So weird. Anyway, (laughs) when it came to the club, they all felt that they were battling and not working with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Moaning. Michelle says she stepped it up while Carson says she's slaying the runway game. And I agree. Um, Rita did not want to leave the club. Uh, Michelle said that the black hole made sense and it didn't make sense, but it was stupid fun. And who doesn't like having stupid fun? I love that critique. Um, And Suzanne said she wanted to be a part of the floor show. And finally, Monique. Suzanne did not like the flat bananas. No one did. (laughs) Um, Carson says that the concept was great, but the execution not so much. And Rita wants to know um, where her one hundred dollars is. Right. Maybe she should just ask Alaska. She'll PayPal anybody. She will. Well, Latrice and Trinity are the top two all stars of the week. They get a gift card to the Creme Shop in JJ Malibu. Manila, Monique, and Monet are safe with Naomi and Valentina in the bottom. Agree or disagree? Agree. See, I agree with everything. Yeah. Monet and Monique should have won if they didn't have bad runways. Yeah, I agree completely because they had the best club. Yeah. And it's really telling to let the runway really can make or break your placement. Which I really love that about Drag Race though. Yeah. Because it should should matter. The runway should always matter. Latrice is thrilled to be a winner. Trinity decides to give credit to Manila where credit is due. And she wants to give her one of her prizes. I love that. Which prize do you think it was? Which one would you want? 
$2,500 to the Creme Shop or $3,000 to J.J. Malibu. J.J. Malibu, I what, think. What is J.J. Malibu? I have no idea what J.J. Malibu is. <laughs> Do you know what J.J. Malibu is? <laughs> ah! Oh, well, here's what I'm going to say. Marketing goes a long, long way. J.J. Malibu, you gave them your logo. The Creme Shop gave them the logo and products. Yeah. You got to do better because we all walked away being like, I don't even know what J.J. Malibu is. I don't care. They just assumed we'd all know what J.J. Malibu is. I'm assuming it's like, should we look it up? We need to look it up. J.J. Malibu, what are you? J.J. Malibu, what are you? (laughs) Hmm. Make a prediction. I'm going to say it's 3,000, huh? It can't be anything crazy. I'm going to say it's Jules. Bitch, please. It's menswear. Oh. I mean, I am not mad at these models. Oh, they're... Oh, hello. Wow. Okay, you win. They got me to go to their website (laughs) and look at these naked men. Oh, my Lord. Maybe they wanted us to be like, what the fuck is JJ? Go to JJ Melbourne, please. Um, yeah. So, Latrice should really be excited, but she's not. Again, like everybody else. Um, she has to eliminate someone, and it's hard. Of course it's hard, bitch. <laughs> Valentina, in her fantasy, thinks she did a really good job, and knows she should, she's given it all in this competition, and she's in a vulnerable position. Good for you. Trinity admits to Naomi that she's really good friends with Valentina, and Naomi doesn't know where it's gonna be, where it's gonna go, because relationships play a part of this game. Mm. Um, Rolaska talks. Uh, Trinity apparently keeps forgetting about Naomi, which is not a good sign. Apparently the editors, too. Um, (laughs) Naomi thinks her work ethic was better than Valentina, and this is important. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Latrice doesn't want Valentina to be there, um, in the bottom, but it's a dagger in her heart that she may have to chop her good friend. And then Valentina brings on the waterworks. Are they real or crocodile tears? And follow-up question, are crocodile tears the most expensive tears on the market? (laughs) Yeah, I went there. Oh my god. First of all, I didn't see a single tear come out of Valentina's eyes. I just saw her tilt her head back and try to hold in fake tears. Yeah. So I think it was all fake. Yeah. I think she was was, faking. She was living in another fantasy. It's true. Well, Naomi hopes Latrice knows how badly she wants to be there, and Latrice knows that her track record has been safe, but is safe, safe enough. Trinity wants her closest friend in the competition here, but she also wants to be fair as possible, so she grills her and asks about her work ethic and cue the tears again. We don't get an answer, we get the tears. Mm -hmm. And finally, we jump back to Rue and friends because they're having a rave because that's what they do when they're deliberating. The lighting was bad. I would have sued. That lighting was bad. If I was Suzanne Barsh or Rita Ora, and I'm suing you, you make me look horrid. It was so stupid, that moment. (laughs) It was, yeah. Well, it is time to talk about the lip sync for your legacy. In possibly one of the oddest song choices in lip sync, lip sync history, the ladies will be performing Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Round. <laughs> what? I know we're not, like, losing <clears throat> options of music. There is a lot of songs out in the market. Yeah. Was this the, the cheapest song available? <laughs> when was the last time you saw a drag queen perform this song? Never. And I hope to never again. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> Well, please, if you do, just don't wear what Trinity wore. <laughs> Listen, it's not a new concept. Maybe she didn't see season uh, 10. Monet wore basically the same thing with the saggy boobs and everything, but that was on the runway and it worked. Mm-hmm. This just, come on. Thank you, next. 
Um, and I think Latrice won by default simply because Trinity was just too far out there and it did not it connect to the it, song. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely going to be one of, unfortunately, one of the worst lip syncs in the history of the show. Yeah. Latrice, she decides to do the hard task of finally eliminating Valentina because Rue can't interfere this time. <laughs> I love Rue's face when she gets eliminated, too. <gasps> complete shock. Yeah. Well, Valentina is upset, but not actually because she's walking out with Crown, and she's just sad that she's she has to pack. She has a lot of shit. I thought what that was funny. What a diva. <laughs> Are you ready for some burning questions? Yes. Okay. Latrice came back and won. Mm-hmm. Does she have the momentum going in her favor, or do you think it's her time next? I think with what she brought this week, I... I feel like she has the momentum to go there as long as she keeps turning that out every single week yeah it's gonna be hard yeah especially knowing that a good judy makeover challenge is next i know um we have someone like naomi who excelled in her makeover challenge and then someone like monet who was eliminated in her makeup over challenge how do we think the ladies will fare this time around i think it depends on what they can i think it depends on what their good judies look like and if they can pull well off we know who uh, monet is oh yeah i know i know we know that Monet can't paint a white boy. I know. So this is scary. It's scary. Rough. But you. But the, what I will say is, I am sure, because they are such good friends. Monet has painted Patty before. I'm sure. So she's played around on his face. Yeah, and the way they kind of set it up in the preview made it seem like she was going to do badly, which yeah. makes me feel like she's not going to. Yeah. I I, I I hope this is her redemption moment. Me too. But I'm going to ask you now, who's going home next? Oh, I think it might be Naomi. Okay. Just because she's been so safe. Legs, legs, legs. And we're getting down to the criticalness of it. Yeah, I mean, she really, if this is her time, she needs to pull out a win. Yeah. Otherwise, I think her time is done. Mm hmm. I would be remiss if we did not talk about the other big news of the Drag Race Week. Let's do it. Season 11. We got our cast reveal. We did. We don't have 14 queens, we have 15. Because we are getting the return of a queen. But we're going to go in alphabetical order, in fairness. Okay. Because alphabetical is great, and I hope you remember everybody. (laughs) Um, We're going to do... I will have a full um, preview podcast coming up um, soon. I'll have another panel. I don't know who's going to be on this panel, but it'll be fun. Uh, And in that one, we are going to dissect the um, promo looks. For Mm -hmm. us... We'll go through um, initial thoughts, and if you want to talk about their um, looks with um, Adam Ripon, we can do that. Okay. Some of them were great, some of them were not. Yeah. Whatever. First up, Akira Chanel Davenport. Okay. She's a <laughs> Texas queen. She is part of the Davenport legacy. She's a pageant queen, and I think she is. She's giving me those Asia O'Hara vibes. Yeah. Um, she's got this confidence. She definitely has polished looks. Um, and I'm excited to see how she plays with it. I did feel like she had one of the bigger personalities in the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe especially as the first one going out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she got money, honey, and she's going to use it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how she plays. Um, next up from New Jersey, it's Ariel Versace. I kind of like her. Yeah, she's got she's spunky. She's a yeah. she's kind of cunty. Yeah. Um, we know that her and her boyfriend do her own hair, <laughs> um, and she looks great. I'm excited because I've known of her for a while. Mm. Um, I've never met her, but I've seen her at DragCon. Yeah. Um, selling her hair. 
I'm excited for her. I don't know what she's going to bring. Um, she does seem like, even from everything I see on Instagram, she may be a little limited. And we know that in this day and age of Drag Race, you can't just bring yourself. You have to bring yourself plus. Yeah. So that would be my worry for her. Mm. But she th- seems like she's going to be good TV. Yeah, and my favorite thing about Jersey Queens, too, is that they really don't care. They'll just go all no. in. Yeah, they're, she, it'll be interesting. Next up, um, a Canadian queen, Brooklyn Heights. Who has never been to Brooklyn. Apparently. <laughs> um, I'm sure she went this week. She had to. She had to now. Um, I'm excited by her. Yeah. She is a glamazon. She is tall. She will give you lesbian realness. Mm-hmm. Um. I know she's performed in Tennessee and Nashville, so she's got that um, southern form to her. I think she's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, she excites me. Yeah. I'm interested to see what she brings. I, I wonder if she's going to be as playful as we want the queens to be, or if mm-hmm. she's going to be like sitting back kind of like Cameron and just let the drama f- happen around her. Right. I hope that's not the case. Same. Next up is my girl, Honey Davenport. Yes. Okay, first let's talk about the bee. The bee. The bee. The bee. Amazing. Yeah. Um, again, made by Abraham. Um, I thought it was a bold move to go without a wig and go bald. Yeah. And it worked for this look. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know later in the day she did put a wig on and it, it still worked. It's very but her. this was, no, this was uh, Honey at her truest form. I'm... Very happy to see her smile and finally be able to talk about it and show who she is. Um, I may or may not have helped Honey get ready. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited for um, our Queen Bee on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all know Honey from New York. She's going to bring it. I'm really excited. And she looks like she's just so happy to yeah. be there that it, I think I'm, it's I'm, going to be so much fun for her. I'm very intrigued to see how she does alongside all these big personalities because she is someone who she will bite her tongue, but she don't like something, she'll go, go off. Yeah. Hashtag monster. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm very optimistic about what she can do. And I think, if anything, she's a voice for the community and... Bring it, bitch. I agree. Yes. Next up is Kahana Montrese. Yeah. And I love her, too, because I met her in Vegas. I did. Oh. If you haven't listened to my interview with her, you should go listen to it. It's only, a, it's only a, like, quick 15 minute, but we do got to talk about her, and I got to learn about her life story, and all the things she does, and how she met uh, Coco, her mama. Mm-hmm. She is a doll. Um, I'm so excited for her. Yeah. I think her look was, it was her. She's a showgirl. Yeah. Um, but she's also someone who I'm a little worried about personality-wise. I think these girls... She's so reserved. Re- yeah? Yeah. I think these girls, though, who come in with more famous drag mothers have more to prove, so it kind of puts Absolutely. a little fire under their asses. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for her. I mean, she's stunning. That beat is... Yeah. Incredible. She looks great. Next up is our first Muslim queen, Mercedes Iman Diamond. I'm excited for her. Yeah. I'm really excited for her. Um, I, I really do hope she does well. I hope she's not one of those novelty queens that we just bring on to say, look, we have a Muslim queen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she's there because she's a good queen. Yeah. And I don't want to see the show exploit that. Yes, I agree. But I'm excited for her. Um, not really impressed with her look. But I'm excited for her and to see what else Minnesota has to offer. Yeah. Next up is Nina West. 
I'll say it now. We'll talk about it in my preview podcast. She's my winner pick. Really? I think Nina West is going to win, win it all. She just gives me Bianca Del Rio vibes. Oh. Like, she is confident. She knows her brand. She knows her comedy. She knows exactly what she's going to do. Yeah. And she's a nice person. Yeah. She is a nice, nice person. Yeah. She's your winner pick, huh? She's my winner pick. Ooh. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to her drag daughter, um, uh, Carrie Kerning. Oh. Mm-hmm. Love her. Um, if you have not seen what Carrie wore to the Glam Awards, she wore her face. <laughs> she wore her face all over her garment. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, so, knowing Carrie, if that if Nina is her drag mom, I'm feeling very good about things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Nina is going to be that, like, drag clown, and it's going to be fun. And I don't think she's going to be putting up on the little kid's bullshit, because she's one of the older queens of the season, and I'm excited for her. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing her, too. Next up is Plastique Tiara. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny that this week is the Plastique Fantastique runway? And yeah. learn that Plastique is on next season? Yeah. <laughs> Again, House of Edwards. Alyssa's her mama. Um, she is very pretty. She's very pretty. Um, I thought she was going to be a lot petite than she was. She's, she's kind of tall. Yeah. Did not expect that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what she's going to bring. Same. Um, definitely. I mean, I know we all hate comparing queens to other queens. She's giving me those Aquaria vibes. Yeah, you think so? She is a look queen. She's mm-hmm. she's also 21. I, in her interviews and even interacting with Aquaria, it, she has trouble talking. Mm. She's not good at spontaneous dialogue. But Aquaria proved us all wrong when she did well in those improv challenges. Right. Maybe it's just talking in this style is hard. But she's going to bring some looks. I think that runway look that she wore um, in the interviews, that blue, was... Mm -hmm. Stunning. Princess. She's a princess. And I'm assuming she can dance. Mm -hmm. Probably dance the house down, yeah. You have to if you're a House of Edwards Yeah. Next, we have Raja Mm O'Hara. I (laughs) think she's going early and she wore her name on her outfit to make people remember who she was because we're not going to remember. Yeah. There was something about her that I was like, you are trying way too hard. I'm not impressed at all. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't crazy about her. I also feel like none of these girls got, they must have not been given these questions ahead of time. Because no all the way. answers are so that, generic. That being said, you know what kind of questions you're going to be asked. You're yeah, going to be asked them be a thousand times. Yeah. You need to be prepared. This was not a shiny moment for her. Again, but I'm going back to that that outfit. I'm like... Your name is all over you. You have an R and an O in your name. Like, no. No. This isn't branding. This is bad. <laughs> but speaking of the opposite of bad, we're going to look at the stunning Scarlet Envy. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with her. I, um, I'm so intimidated in, by I mean, her. Yeah, I agree. In and out of drag, you're like, you are not human. You should not look that stunning. So gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um, yeah, I'm very, very, very excited to see what Scarlet brings. Because... I've known Scar. I don't know know her personally, but I've known her for a while. Mm. She doesn't read as a Rue girl. No, she's like the antithesis of a Rue girl in Brooklyn. Mm. So I'm really, really excited to see what she's going to bring. I've seen her perform, and she's incredible. Um, She did a show at the Laurie Beachman where she um, portrayed Emma Sumac, 
opened the show with Malambo number one, and I was like, this girl could fucking lip sync. Mm. So I'm excited to see what Scarlet brings. Again, she's another one where I think comfortability and personality are going to be interesting to see how she does yeah. with such big personalities because she is a very reserved person. But she also has this really strong air of confidence that mm-hmm. I think is going to get her very far. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm excited for her and let's see how Scarlett does. Yeah. And next, our next New York girl, Suga Kane. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, Suge, I've met a couple times. Um, she will, I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think she is officially the first girl that I have ever judged in a competition before. Mm. Um, back at Lady Liberty, season two, when Avant Garbage was crowned. Oh. Um, so I'm very excited to see what Suga can bring. We learned that she's 40 years old, and I did not know that. Girl, you look great. She looks so good. So fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited again to have um, a, a New York girl represent us and have an, another lady from the Queen lineage be yeah. there. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. I can't say that I've seen her as much as I've seen other queens in New York City. Yeah. Um, mostly because she does her thing. She has a life, too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm optimistic. I am, too. I know we will dive much more into her New York history on the preview podcast. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep this as a positive one. (laughs) Um, but good luck, babe. We are all rooting for you. Yeah. Next up is Silky Nutmeg Ganache. That name. <laughs> I So I'm going to uh, give a shout out to Dakota Conduct and her um, podcast, uh, Thoughts and Prayers, Shares. Um, and that was the first time I was ever introduced to Silky Nutmeg Ganache mm. in podcast form. And I was like, this girl's fun. I like her. And she's she's like going for her master's or doctorate. Like she, she's a real person. Wow. <laughs> um, she, she knows that drag is not a lifestyle. Um, so that, I'm like, she's going to do well because she knows life. Yeah. Um, and she's fine. And she is curvilicious and, and does not care what anyone says. I mean, yeah, we, everyone has already started to read her for her looks. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. And that's what is going to be so good about her. She could be our first big girl winner. I would love that. I I actually, there's something about her that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Next is another girl that I have judged before. Um, her name is Soju. Yeah. You've judged her? She did, um, last year, the Lady Liberty showdown during DragCon, um, when her and a bunch of other uh, national queens were there. (laughs) Um, Oh no. (laughs) She's a great YouTube host. Mm. (laughs) I, she looked uncomfortable. Yeah. I, something's up. Something's up, something's up. But I wish her luck. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time, like, completely getting a real analysis of how these queens are going to do from these opening interviews because it, they're just so awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she could she could do great. She could do terrible. We're going to jump out of alphabetic order for a hot second. We're going to talk about Evie Oddly next. Mm-hmm. I think this is a win for the show. This is not a queen that we normally would see on Drag Race. Like Evie Oddly, you would think, okay, closer to Dragula. That's the kind yes. of thing you want to do. Evie Oddly is going to bring you weirdness. And I just hope and pray that Rue and Michelle respect that. Yeah. It's not your classic drag. I know Dax Exclamation Point was not the greatest drag queen ever. They did not respect her at all. 
Yeah. I fear the same thing for Evie, but I'm excited to see what she does. I think they might because I, well, I feel like every season should have maybe a couple queens like this who are not necessarily the drag race aesthetic. Yeah. But that are definitely sticking to their brand and doing their own thing. Yeah. Well, let's see how Evie does. And finally, last but not least, because <laughs> we needed to have 15 queens apparently on this season, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. I... That interview and that moment with Aquaria was iconic television. Yep. I um, don't understand her brain. <laughs> Aquaria gave her rules and instructions and she was like, fuck that shit. I think she almost killed Aquaria. <laughs> Listen, her look in the um, interviews, she looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am not here for her personally. She's really? not what I enjoy in drag. She's just too abrasive. Oh, I don't mind it unless it's going to become just like that big personality and that's all it is. I don't find her to be a comedy queen where her abrasiveness is left with. Mm. I just find her to be mean and rude and I don't want those cookies. No, I don't like girls like that either. No. But that's her cast, season 11. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I think the rumor now is March 1st. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, we get a little bit of a break, which means maybe we get a reunion. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, this was fun. But first, where can all our friends listen to you and see you? And what's your social media? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on um, on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter that I only go on when I'm drunk and I want to talk about <laughs> oh, God. random things. It's really fun. At Willow That Puss. Oh, and Venmo. Um, at Willow That Puss, W-I-L-L-O-W-T-H-A-T-P-U-S-S. And uh, you can physically find me. I am um, uh, at every drag show. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> Ever, all the time. But I am, um, the second week of every month, I am at Albatross on Wednesdays. And the last week of every month, I am at the West End on Wednesdays. Amazing. And this was fun. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you.